Hey everyone, welcome wherever you are. Maybe you're at a church at home or maybe you're not, but I just wanted to give you the biggest, warmest welcome. And uh, I also just wanted to share a couple of thoughts with you guys um, as we prepare right now for such a significant time in our faith. I mean, every Christmas, we as believers, we get to celebrate the birth of Jesus. And don't worry, I definitely won't be giving you the whole Christmas story lowdown, but in a simple sentence, the savior of the world and the savior of your soul came, was born, and it changed everything. And I say simply uh, because during this time, we can get caught up in the busyness and the preparations around Christmas. And I just don't want us to lose or get caught up on the simple fact that because of Jesus, your life is, is and was changed forever. Now, I'm not a parent, but this post that a lady in our church called IJ, shout out to IJ, who is a mum of four, really, really made me laugh. And I just wanted to share it with you guys. I'm going to put it up on the screen now because even though you might not be a parent, I'm sure we can all relate. Okay, even if you don't have children, here it goes. It's that time of the year again, to-do list. And it says, number one, go to school, Christmas concert. Go to school, Christmas play. Go to school, Christmas fair. Decide to live at the school because it's easier. Buy a jumper for school, Christmas jumper day. Buy mince pies for various festive events. Buy own mince pies back at festive events. Buy teachers large bottle of gin. Buy your own self a large bottle of gin. Buy all the things, sponsor all the things, bring in pound coins and lob them randomly around the playground while singing. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Something about a Jesus fancy dress competition or was that a bad dream? Bring in eyeballs on skewers for PTA Christmas raffle. Donate kidney for school Christmas hamper. <laughs> and I, when I read that, I'm not a parent, I don't have children, but it made me laugh because it's funny and it's kind of accurate how busy we can get, especially as we partake in some of the traditions and festivities. But have you ever stopped to wonder why do we do some of the stuff we do around Christmas time and where does it come from? Well, I got caught up in this myself recently and my husband and I, we have zero Christmas decorations because um, we've moved into a new place. And to start the festive decorations, my mom kindly handed me a spare Christmas wreath that she had, but it needed fixing up because it was basically all completely broken. And I thought, great, that's easy. I can fix this. We'll use this and save money because all of you who know and have been shopping around, Christmas wreaths are expensive. However, okay, I ended up spending an unnormal, I don't even know if that's a word, but an unnormal amount on trying to fix this wreath. I was having issues with it. Basically, the base that it's or, uh, made from, which is polystyrene, none of the stuff was sticking to it. But I was committed to try and glue back on all the fallen decorations. 
And I had super glue, but the super glue wasn't compatible with the polystyrene and it wasn't sticking. So I did some research and I went and I bought a glue that was specifically designed for this and that would work. Anyway, it turns out that that wasn't working either. So now I'm asking for advice from people in the store. And guys, I kid you not, I went to the range, Wilkinson, Wicks, and I was about to go to Hobbycraft, all in search for the right glue. Now, I've never made a wreath before, and I could have used, I'm sure all of you creatives out there could use, Alex, you could have used wire, you could have tried other methods, but this was my first wreath making, and in the end, the only thing that worked was a hot glue gun, which I already had. Unbelievable. My husband was very gracious and kind because the amount of money that I spent on glue it's actually hilarious. We have so much glue in our home now, but at least I got the, fit, the wreath fixed and here it is. Now it doesn't have all the decorations, but this was the wreath. I don't know if you can see it, uh, that I managed to fix. And um, I also have another one, which I managed to use with the, with the spare broken bits. And this one's wrapped up in lights. I don't know if you can see that. Is this good? But um, anyway, after, all that I went through, so much effort. There was a lot of back and forth, of driving to each store. Yes, there were friendly conversations with the staff members, but a lot of money spent, and to the point where I actually could have just bought a new one with how much money I spent. I had this moment and I was thinking, what is even the point of a wreath? Is it just to feel festive and look nice? So I did some research and I'm about to break down quickly a little bit about these Christmas wreaths. They are actually traditionally called an Advent wreath. And basically an Advent wreath is a centuries old tradition where they would light a candle in a wreath every Sunday leading up to Christmas and they would share the nativity story. So it's completely different to us just hanging this on our doors. And I suppose the advent calendars, the chocolate advent calendars that we have, they kind of replace that countdown leading up to Christmas. But I love that they lit a candle and they shared the story. But not just that. Traditionally, they would do this and they would also fast and they would pray during the Advent season. And this word Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus and it means coming. And I love that this Christmas Advent wreath actually was a symbol of hope and expectancy. That as each candle was lit, there was an expectation of something to come. Each candle had a special meaning and this allowed also moments of reflection. Depending on which country you live in or denomination you belong to, there are different versions and traditions to the Advent wreath, but the simplest has five candles. And I'm going to put it up on the screen here for you to see what a traditional wreath looks like. And the first candle is purple and it's actually called the prophet's candle and it symbolizes hope. The second candle, also purple, is called the Bethlehem candle and it symbolizes peace. The third is a rose-colored candle and it's called the shepherd's candle and it represents joy. 
And the fourth candle is again purple, the angel's candle, and this one represents love. And finally, the fifth candle, or Christ's candle, is white, and it represents the Advent child, Jesus. And this was usually lit on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. And each candle holds a central theme of Christmas, each representing hope, peace, joy, love, and the birth of Jesus. And in John 1, 9 to 14, we find Jesus being described as the light of the world. And I'm going to read it here now. It says, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. In these opening verses, John is outlining who Jesus is, why he came into the world and how he was with the father and the spirit from the very beginning. Jesus was the word at the beginning through which the world was created and came to give light to everyone. And so my thought for today is let us not get so caught up in the busyness of Christmas that we become numb in remembering that Christmas was the moment the word became flesh. Let us not forget or become distracted by the fact that through Jesus, God took on flesh. He allowed himself to be made weak, needy, and dependent. He struggled, faced temptation, felt pain, and suffered greatly. He knows what our lives are like and can serve as our high priest, empathizing with us, advocating for us. He lived a blameless life and gives us the strength to strive to be like him, even if we fail. Even though in his day he was rejected and was brutally crucified, fortunately, though, for us, his death and resurrection means that even when we fail, he is there to forgive us and pick us up again. You see, each candle on the Advent wreath welcomes the promised Messiah that the Israelites were hoping for. And you know what? The first candle, the prophet candle, this is beautiful because of all the multiple Old Testament prophets who had told people about the Messiah's coming for a long time. And these prophecies were very specific and gave specific details, not just about any prophet, but about God's son. And Jesus literally became the light of the world. Light entered into darkness, and this season of Christmas means to us believers a redeemed world and a promise of a future with him, free from the burden of sin, and that is the ultimate gift. And so, as we are in a period of Advent, of waiting, let's take time to reflect and share with the people around us how Jesus became the light of your world. Let's pray.
Lord Jesus, so often during this time of year, we are tempted not to focus on you. We have so much to do and prepare for, and the stress is often more challenging than we can bear. We are tempted to think that nothing will work out if we don't have everything in control, but remind us that in the end, our hope is not in the little things we do now. Our hope is in you, the light of the world, the perfect Lamb of God, who was prophesied for hundreds of years and came exactly when you were supposed to. You were there before the world was created. You died on earth and came back to life. And now you sit on the Father's right hand today. Help us remember our inheritance as your followers and that regardless of our circumstances, that inheritance does not change. Show us how to put hope in, th in you this day. We pray in Jesus' name.